having more accessibility into the supplier diversity programs means that you probably have more engagement, which ultimately means that you have more diverse suppliers that are providing these goods and services. And so when you think about just the overall benefit to an organization, you're de-risking your supply chain by adding a level Mm -hmm. of transparency and accessibility to what you're doing in the supplier diversity space. Welcome to Breaking Barriers, Building a Higher Ground, where we talk about supply chain inclusion and supplier diversity with everyone from academics, historians, and business leaders. With your hosts, Chloe Guidry-Reed and Adam Moore, you'll hear inspiring stories and practical tips for overcoming challenges and gaining insight into supply chain inclusion and supplier diversity. Let's dive in. This episode is brought to you by Higher Ground, Higher Ground is a technology company whose mission is to bridge the wealth gap through access to procurement opportunities. Higher Ground is making the enterprise ecosystem more viable, profitable, and competitive by clearing the path for minority-led, women-led, LGBT-led, and veteran-led small businesses to contribute to the global economy as suppliers to enterprise organizations. For more information on getting started, please visit us at higherground.io. That's H-I-R-E-G-R-O-U-N-D.io. Now on to the episode. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to another episode of Breaking Barriers, Building a Higher Ground. I'm Adam Moore here again with Chloe Goodry-Reed. And in this episode, we're going to sit down and discuss the issue of making supplier diversity a more accessible space for everyone. Inclusion demands accessibility, accountability, and transparency. So today we're going to be asking, how can corporations facilitate visibility within their supplier diversity evaluations and benchmarking processes to make their work more accessible? Mm. Okay, Chloe, you ready to tackle this one today? Yes, I am so ready for this. And I want to make sure that we're all on the same page around what accessibility means. So please lay it on us. Yes. So when we think about accessibility, we mean being able to actually see and interact with the tangible results of any corporation supplier diversity efforts and their program. Supplier diversity really shouldn't be enterprises that are involved in just the the habit of smoke and mirrors. Like it needs to be real, tangible efforts. And we need to be able to see it. I think as consumers, as employees, this level of transparency is is something that companies are going to be asked for more and more in the future. Mm -hmm. And, Mm -hmm. you know, when we think about being accessible, it means having strong supplier inclusion initiatives and making sure that you're being sincere and earnest about them. Another way of saying intentional. 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 That's right. So, and I couldn't, I could not agree more with that definition. Right. And I think that is the smoke and mirrors part. Right. And I call it being honest with, you know, be true to thyself, uh, to quote the Bard. Right. Because if you have a supplier diversity program solely because your customer base is like, you know, if you want us to keep us as customers, you need to do it. Right. Just call it out. Yeah. Say, look. We're doing this for compliance. This is why we're doing it. Yeah. yeah. I, you know, be truthful about it. And and that will gain that will garner you more respect in this space than sitting there going, oh no, 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 no. We we live and breathe it. You know, and then <laughs> trust me, guys, you get pressure tested in this job continuously, continuously. Right. By suppliers. Not in a mean way. I'm not saying people are coming up trying to trip you up. They just want right? to know. But they just want to know. So they'll ask their questions. Okay, see how you do things over time. We'll sit there and go, yeah, I don't think. 
that's all there that they say is all there, yeah. you know? So just let's be honest with ourselves. Yeah, okay. Yeah. Let's, let's know why we're doing this. Right. So um, that's the first part. What <laughs> a many. I know, but I would say that, you know, I think that some supplier diversity programs, they can start off as, you know, the genesis of it is a client mandate. But, you know, I think for me, it would be like, oh, yes, our clients are requiring us to do this, but you know what, this is pretty awesome. And we should take a serious look at this and really think about what this means to our organization and how this affects all of our policies and then make it a real thing. Because if we're going to do it, right. let's go ahead and do it. Let's not exactly just put a Band-Aid on this. But you and I wake up every day excited to do this too. That's true. That is very true. You know? That is very true. So if somebody gave us that opportunity, we'd be like, yeah, <laughs> let's go. <laughs> Making things more accessible for underrepresented groups. Sign me up all day no long. No worries. Yes, yeah, I we know. can do this nine ways a Sunday. So let's go. Yes. But I, I but I want to make sure that I think that sometimes people, you know, to your point, when it's being mandated and mm -hmm. they don't necessarily feel as comfortable talking about it because it no. may not be as so fleshed true. out. Right. right. That could be the reason why it's not as accessible because sure. they really don't know exactly how this should be weaved into their normal business operations. And so accessibility sometimes means, you know, if it's not accessible, then maybe the program isn't as, isn't as mature as other programs. Right. Exactly. I, again, was I as eloquent in discussing supplier diversity and DE&I and inclusivity and transparency 10 years ago as I am today? Right. No. Right. Right. But I think to your point of maturity, you can also tell where a program is from that too. Yes. Right. How comfortable are the people discussing it? And not just the DE&I or the supplier diversity people, but the allies they have around them. How easy is this a discussion for them? Because a mature program, that's going to be pretty much part of the culture Absolutely. of the firm too. Absolutely. Um, and it's just going to be part of the normal corporate talk, if you will. Right. right? So you're absolutely right. It'll be deeply ingrained in, in a lot of what they're doing from sustainability mm -hmm. to even HR practices and right. procurement and supply chain. And if it is really an initiative from the top and supported, then it'll be deeply ingrained in the organization. Completely agree. I completely agree. But, you know, we talk about this, but, but what are some of the benefits do you think when it comes to being accessible, you know, with our supplier diversity programs? I mean, I'm going to talk to it from a supply chain perspective because that's my okay, background. Go for it. Supply chain yeah. and risk is... That's what we want. I mean, the biggest thing is having more accessibility into the supplier diversity programs means that you probably have more engagement, which ultimately means that you have more diverse suppliers that are providing these goods and services. And so when you think about just the overall benefit to an organization, you're de-risking your supply chain by adding a level mm -hmm. of transparency and accessibility to what you're doing in the supplier diversity space. Yeah. I mean, that in itself, I think, is one of the major benefits. I mean, mm -hmm. I think also the other major benefit that I think sometimes doesn't always come to mind is organizations are looking to work with other organizations that are mission aligned. If you have, Correct. if yes. your program is accessible and you have literature and a narrative on the website and a place for suppliers to go, then people instinctively know that you're serious about your commitment. And so I think to a certain degree, companies that are naturally looking for that 
that alignment, you align with them and you're putting your mm-hmm. yourself in a better position to even sell to them. And so we all know that we mm-hmm. all have customers, no matter how large we are. And so we want to make sure that we're more mission aligned and socially conscious about what we're doing in our procurement and supply chain practices. Yeah, no, I completely agree. You know, and, and some of the other things too is, especially in the corporate side, mm-hmm. right? That having that accessibility and having your team accessible to suppliers um, really shows that kind of boots on the ground effort yeah, too. Absolutely. Right? And one of the things that we're always talking about is, and, and we've, I've even mentioned it kind of briefly in another episode, and that is, you know, positive sentiment. Yes. How, how do people view the brand? Right. Right. So by having a, an, a, a highly engaged, accessible supplier diversity program right. uh, allows suppliers to engage with major corporations. It, maybe they won't even do business with them, but they had the chance to engage. And I think that's one of the things as I'm trying to talk to and, and mentor other programs is you have to at least talk to them. Yeah. Right. It, it, we, we, we are all too quick to say, oh, we have a portal, go register. We'll get back to you. Yeah. Right. And sometimes that is the appropriate way to go. Right. Right. But if you do have somebody kind of reach out, make an extra special effort. Right. Right. And it's not just a cold call sent from their CRM. You know, you can tell that they really sat down or like kind of, again, intentional yeah. about reaching out to you. What's 30 minutes on your calendar? Right. And even if you have to put that call out a month out, give them that 30 minutes. You have to be accessible. Yeah. Right. We have to make ourselves accessible. We have to have the conversations. We have to have um, people not just be seen, but heard. Absolutely. Uh, and that's that's exactly how we do it. Yeah. Right. We don't make false promises. We don't sit there and say, oh, yeah, you know, I'm sure you'll have a shot. Uh, just be real. You know, if you don't have a you know, if you don't have anything coming up in 18 months, I just don't have anything on the boards in 18 months. I mean, that's business, Yeah. you know, but you still made the effort to have the conversation. Yeah. Yeah. And I think that goes and correct me if I'm wrong as a supplier, I really think that goes a long way. And I think those are the type of corporations you can sit there and go, I respect that. And, you know, I'll make sure to kind of follow up with them. Absolutely. Absolutely. I think that engagement is critical to the accessibility piece. Mm-hmm. And you're absolutely right. I couldn't agree more. I even think about like the induced, you know, impact, which is the economic benefit of it, because yes, if you're making right. supplier inclusion more accessible within your organization and more accessible mm-hmm. to people, they know the opportunities, there's a greater chance that you're going to see a larger impact over time or even, you know, within the 12 month period when you're making mm-hmm. sure that whatever you're doing is accessible to all suppliers. Yeah, I couldn't agree more. I could not agree more. But, you know, I would also be interested. So from the supplier point of view, sure. right, putting on the supplier lens, uh-huh. kind of if who kind of comes to mind, what flags are leading the way in this? If somebody was like, give us a great example of somebody doing this well, right? Who? Who kind of pops to your mind? I mean, I would say one company mm-hmm. that comes to mind, it would be, and they're in completely different industries. I'd say two. Um, okay. I would say Southern Company and all their opcos. Yes. And I would also say mm-hmm. Target. And yes. I would say that because, you know, Target also has a lot of commercials that are 
you know, obviously consumers are watching them. And so Correct. they're telling that story in a very meaningful way around what supplier diversity, what their supplier diversity programs are doing. So when you talk about mm-hmm. accessibility, just seeing that commercial, it's like, oh, this is for me. And you may see other suppliers who are entrepreneurs who yep. are seeing these commercials. Let me go check out Target. I mean, I, I'm thinking of some things I might be able to sell to them. And that in right. itself is... So powerful when you talk about accessibility. It is. It is because it just like the consumer they want to draw in. Exactly. Right. The supplier they want to draw in wants to see themselves reflected in that company culture. Absolutely. Right. Totally. So I think you're I think you're right. I, you know, I have had the privilege of meeting some of the target supplier diversity personnel, very impressed with that team. Uh, we run in similar but opposite circles. Um, so have had a chance to interact with them on, on a few different occasions. And you're right. A, a top quality team. Yeah. And I would say Southern Company, um, primarily because of the economic impact piece. So yeah, they do a great job. They do such a great job. And they have, you know, sort of created this formula and this model. Like if we support small businesses, they in turn need more space, they need more offices, which means they need more power and they need more energy. And so right. it's a full circle that everyone inside those organizations understand that if we support yeah. all of the local businesses and all of the businesses in our region and make supplier inclusion more accessible, then we will see a growth in consumption on the energy and the power side. And not saying that that's the reason that they're doing it, but I mean, I think that it's a way that they can directly tie back to what they're doing from a consumer standpoint and what they're doing in the regions that they support. Right. Right. I completely agree with that. And that's, I think, what's so fascinating when you talk to them about that complete supply chain ecosystem, right? And they really kind of get it. And what's fun is they actually have the metrics to show it. I know. Right. I mean, they can really just kind of paint that whole picture with data and it's absolutely amazing. And I think that, yeah, again, that's that type of true accessibility to data that, you know, everybody, everybody is looking for. Again, we, there's so many different ways we can use you know, having our supplier diversity teams and our programs be accessible and transparent. Yeah. And I think these are some wonderful examples uh, that we all need to sit there and go, maybe I can't model myself exactly after, other, after Southern Company, but also doesn't mean I shouldn't try right. or think about how can I do something similar yes. to it, yeah. right? And I think that's one of the great, that's the other th- great thing, you know, if we're going to continue to blow out this concept of accessibility is we need to be accessible to each other's programs, yes. right? We are not by definition, really a competitive no not at all department no right i'm not developing a secret new formula right i'm not touching uh oh well okay i i guess i am kind of touching my spend in that i see it but you know i'm not i'm not giving or doing anything that gives anybody a greater competitive advantage because we're all talking to the same suppliers right Right. right. We are all talking to the same suppliers for the same categories and, and that type of thing. We're not, of course, you know, we're not going to do something like discuss rates either, but we need to be willing to share across aisles. Yeah. What did we do to make something successful? Yes. Yes. You know, what was a, what was a successful program we put into play that we saw a lot of um, positive traction on? And how can I help somebody else replicate that? Exactly. We need not to be afraid of that. And sometimes that is there. Really? Yeah, I do see it sometimes. I really do. Um, And I think it's just not understanding how by all of us helping diverse suppliers rise up really helps 
all of us corporates rise up. Absolutely. You know? It's the idea yeah. and, of and, rising yeah. tides lift all boats. It's exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Exactly. So, you know, it's it I I, I kind of get it uh, and I don't get it all in the same breath. Because uh, I'm one that, you know, let's let's share successes, let's share goals, let's share uh, opportunities and um, help everybody do better. Absolutely. Yep. So if more accessibility continues to mm-hmm. emerge within the supplier diversity world, where do you see yeah. the future of supplier inclusion going? I think supplier inclusion does that. I think we actually mature into supplier inclusion yeah. in a way away from supplier diversity, right? I love that. Because I have to tell you, when you start looking at demographic numbers for like 2030, mm-hmm. right? All of a sudden, div- diversity as we define it now becomes kind of archaic. Yes, it does. Right? It does. It becomes archaic. But by saying inclusive, mm-hmm. that means I am actively and intentionally reducing barriers mm-hmm. to you doing business with me. If not doing business with me, at least having the conversation with me. Exactly. Right. I can't tell you how many times I heard when I first started this, this journey was if I could just have a conversation, if I could just have a conversation. Mm. Right. I'm like, well, that's, that's easy to fix. I'll talk to a wall. So come on, <laughs> let's go have a conversation. <laughs> yes. You know, so that's, that's, that was really easy to fix. Do you think that we will hear everything change? I think supplier diversity departments will change to sustainable sourcing or responsible sourcing departments with supplier inclusion being a very strong part of that. Um, I really, like I said, I really think that we will move away from calling a supplier diversity to more supplier inclusion because we've all recognized that regardless of a person's background, uh, economic status, orientations, thoughts, uh, those type of things, that's no longer a reason to preclude somebody, right? But making sure that small businesses have a chance to at least have the conversation, to be exposed to the generations before them, that's inclusion. So I think it's not just going to be a mindset change for the corporates. I think it's going to be a mindset change for NGOs, realizing we can't hold sacred some of the things that they're holding sacred right now, like their databases, Right. right? We have to share. We have to bring everybody up. And I think there is enough room at the table where you don't have to worry about losing your particular panache inside, you know, whatever group it is that you have brought together. Cause there's always going to be that desire to congregate with like-minded people. Absolutely. But I think we also need to realize that we also need not to create barriers. We're trying to take barriers down. Let's not create more. Right. You know? Definitely not try to create more. And we want yeah. to make it more yes. accessible by, you know, and I think Another way we could think about accessibility is just even re-examining the certification process and making sure that we're making it easy, but not obviously foregoing, you know, any of the due diligence processes, but making that more accessible as well. Sure. Yes. Yeah. You know, I think that and one of the ways is that is, you know, we all have phones with cameras on. There's no reason why I have to physically show up at your office to touch everything. Yeah. Right. We can pull enough records. We can have enough conversations with other people. You can walk me around, you know, with your phone yeah. because, I mean, it, it kind of comes down to this. Right. Certification also comes down to the ethics of the person trying to become certified. Right. Right. 
if you're trying to pull a fast one on all of us, yeah. you probably can fool us. Right. You probably can. You know what I'm yeah. saying? Even if I'm standing there in your office, you probably can fool me. So we need not to be so concerned with some of that sometimes. I get it because we do want to make sure that we don't have one rotten apple spoiled a bunch. Right. But let's also make it so arduous that people are like, yeah. I just, I'm not getting certified. Right. You know, if you can't tell, you know, what race and gender I am by looking at me, forget it. I am just not doing this. Yeah. Yeah. I agree. I agree. And I think that's one of the things too, when we think about accessibility and when you think about the way that technology has evolved and allowed us, I mean, you can do, you you can apply for business loans by connecting your QuickBooks to. Right softwares yes. now and your bank accounts now and they can verify who yep. you are and who your business is like in a matter yes. of I mean in less than 10 minutes right so we've got to be able to leverage some of those same technologies in our certifying agencies it makes us a little speedier for everybody right right especially if we think about just the legacy of supplier diversity and making sure that we are creating we're making it something that future generations will carry on correct. Well, I mean, I think in terms of transparency, when I think about the reasons, you know, maybe why they wouldn't want to have a level of transparency, I mean, I think a a couple of things come to mind, but Mm -hmm. what are your thoughts on from the corporate side as to why, you know, things might not be as accessible as they could be or we think they should be? I think sometimes we assume they are. Mm. Right. I think we assume that it's accessible. Yeah. Right. And sometimes we over engineer processes. Mm-hmm. Right. And actually wind up, like I said earlier, kind of off the cuff, but it's true. We wind up putting up additional barriers as we're trying to take some others down. Yeah. So, you empathy. know, um, and empathy. Right. And again, not done in a mean, cruel way, like, ha ha ha, I've yeah. kept you out, but just a, I didn't really think through the design of the process. Yeah. Putting yourself you know, in their um, shoes and, and thinking yeah. about like, oh, exactly. As a small exactly. business owner, you probably got a million hats that you're wearing, running a million miles an hour. Right. Like, how can right we speed up this process? How can we pull information from other sources or other raw data points exactly. to validate exactly whatever we need? Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. And you know, especially for those of us in the regulated industries, the onboarding process can be so arduous. Yeah. It in of itself limits accessibility, right? Because if unless you're a certain size firm, you will not have the time or the money yeah. or the wherewithal to to complete the, the, what we need done from a risk standpoint, right? Uh, to 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 get onboarded. Yeah. So and then the problem is, you know, you, you talk to your service managers, they're running a thousand miles an hour, right. right? Hair on fire, not looking back, and they're like, I don't, I don't have eight months to onboard anybody. Right. I got to go now. I got to go with who we have, right? And and so yeah, I mean, I I had a an amazing opportunity drop because that was a scenario where and they're like, hey, I would have loved to use a diverse supplier, but aren't any you know, that we have, that we already have onboarded that can do this particular service at an enterprise level. And I'm like, but what about this group? And they're like, yeah, don't have a contract with them. Mm. You know, and so that's the other thing we have to think about as as corporates from an accessibility standpoint. Yeah, it's one thing to go to the conferences and shake the hands and have the conversations and do the matchmakings and the follow ups. But when it comes down to the tactical, how do we actually get people in the front door? 
Yeah, that's, you know, that, but, but then again, that's where we have to make sure that we're allied strongly with our sourcing group or whatever group, you know, that does the, the purchasing and make sure that they're understanding the mission, right? We can't supplier diversity, supplier inclusion cannot be siloed to one group alone. And then you hope for the best. Right. Absolutely. It definitely can't. It, like we said earlier, it has to be weaved into the organizational strategy and it has to be weaved yes. into the culture of the organization as well. Exactly. Well, thank you so much for listening. Yes. Be sure to connect with us on LinkedIn at Chloe Reed and Adam Moore. And if you've enjoyed this episode, make sure to leave us a review on Apple Podcasts and check out our previous shows. Stay tuned for next time. Thank you for listening to Breaking Barriers, Building a Higher Ground. We are grateful for the time you spend with us in participating in these conversations. Please review and rate and share our show as we are focused on growing awareness in the supply chain inclusion and supplier diversity space. If you'd like more information, please visit us at higherground.io. That's H-I-R-E ground dot I-O. Thank you for being here and we look forward to seeing you next week.